Blessed are they who keep the law of the Lord. Here we are in the third week going through chapter 5 of Matthew, the Sermon on the Mount. Two weeks ago, Jesus shared with us the Beatitudes to bring true peace and freedom to all who dare to follow him as disciples. It is through those disciples that his kingdom will bring blessing to all the people on earth. Last week, we heard that we are the salt of the earth and that our light must shine before others so that they may see our good deeds and glorify God. This week, Sirach prepares us for the gospel. If you choose to keep the commandments, they will save you. If you trust in God, you too shall live. Before man are life and death, good and evil, whichever he chooses shall be given him. God has given us the gift of free will and choice. By keeping his commandments, we choose to love God and one another. In the gospel, Jesus challenges us to go beyond the requirements of the law, to respond to others in love. He will give us a new commandment, love one another as I have loved you. So who is this man that speaks on his own authority and says, I do not come to abolish the law or the prophets, but to fulfill their many promises? What promises do we get from the law? We often see law as a limitation of our freedom or an inhibition of our desires. Laws usually restrict us. Jesus teaches us that laws are not only about actions, they're also about emotions. The fifth commandment says, do not kill. But Jesus says, do not even be angry with your brother or sister. Jesus says it starts with the thought, the smallest part before the action. The smallest part shall not be taken because it is what leads to breaking the commandment. Jesus focuses on the origin and growth of the thought rather than the outcome. When we act in anger, our words can kill someone's ambition. Our looks can kill someone's confidence. The anger in our heart that we hold against one another changes us. Jesus starts where the sin starts. He looks at the smallest part of the letter of the law where the corruption begins in our hearts. And that is where we need to start with ourselves and our thoughts. This powerful gospel text suggests we search our mind and our heart to come to know ourselves. We should know how anger rises in us, how it comes to expression and how it subsides. We should also come to understand how we look for shortcuts to forgiveness how we hesitate when it comes to initiating reconciling conversations. Bringing a gift to the altar to atone for our sin and be forgiven by God is easier than seeking out the offended one and engaging in that difficult process of reconciliation. We can't just leave a gift at the altar and tell God I'm sorry because we're not dealing with the real issue. So how heavy do you think this bottle of water is? From my perspective, the weight really doesn't matter. It depends on how long I hold it. If I hold it for a minute, it's fairly easy. If I hold it for an hour, it may make my arm ache. 
If I hold it for a day, it will prevent me from performing simple tasks like tying my shoe or holding a loved one. If I hold it for a week, my arm will likely cramp and feel uncomfortably numb and paralyzed, forcing me to drop the bottle. In each case, the weight of the bottle doesn't change, but the longer I hold it, the heavier it feels to me. Your stressed relationships and worries in life are much like this bottle of water. Hold them for a short while or reconcile them and nothing happens. Hold them a bit longer and you begin to ache. Hold them for days or years and you feel completely numb and paralyzed, incapable of doing anything until something catastrophic happens. It's important to reconcile your stresses in relationships. If you feel the weight of stress, it's a strong sign that it's time to put down the bottle. So now the choice is up to you. Do you reconcile with your brother or sister, or do you hold on to the bottle until you're unable to focus on anything else? We are challenged by this gospel to respond. Our reward for following the law, we heard in our second reading from Corinthians, and we'll hear it again as we prepare our table. Eye has not seen, ear has not heard what God has prepared for those who love him.